Well, hey friends, and good morning. We're so thrilled to be kicking off a brand new series today as we talk about navigating a life on mission with God. We're going to let the GPS guide us and see that there are some strategic ways we can get some clarity about the mission to which God has called us. Uh, before we jump into that, a couple things. Uh, one, uh, we don't always do this, but it felt appropriate this morning. Some of you know Howard and Brenda Peterson. Their grandson, Grayson, uh, has been sick for a while and got rushed to the ICU last night down in Chattanooga. And so I just wanted to open with a word of prayer for him, and maybe you can join me in praying for Grayson. God, we, um, we have nothing to do but to just entrust our lives to you. And so we now entrust Grayson to you as well. We pray for the whole family that you'd give them peace and comfort, safe driving as people drive to be with Grayson. Give Grayson recovery and um, just care for his young life. We're so grateful uh, for the healing you've already brought to him over these seasons, but we're just asking for more, God. Give the doctors wisdom. And really, we just... I'm reminded again about how we are all children dependent on you and your love. And so out of that dependence, we cry, Abba, Father, come and heal. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I also want to remind you that we've got some bylaws updating going on, super exciting stuff. If you're the kind of person who wants to know all about that and have all the time you need to ask all the questions you've got, we've got meetings for you. Just three left, though. The last was last Thursday. You missed it already. Uh, The three that remain are Thursday, October 24th, Sunday, November 3rd, and Tuesday, November 19th. And I actually, I kid when I say just three left. If you can't make those three, just call the church office. We'll meet you. You can come meet us. We'll buy you breakfast, whatever you need. We want to make sure all your questions get answered. Uh, We'll also be reaching out to Sunday school classes uh, for November. If if there's a Sunday school class that wants us to come by and talk about the changes there, we're happy to do that then. Uh, but uh, if you don't care, that's fine. So no worries. All right. Um, listen, GPS. All right, that's what we're talking about. I love these little things. Uh, you know, at first, you know, they were on those big boxes with the suction cup, but now they're in everybody's phone. My wife has one in her watch. Uh, the Target app has one. It doesn't just tell you what road you're on. It tells you what aisle you're in, you know, if you're looking for something. These things are amazing how these things work. And they've changed so much. I mean, now it, it's just common for people to just jump in a car and start driving. They have no idea where they're going or how to get there. And they just, they just do this. Uh, it's, it's created in my world a little bit of a generational divide. Like there's somehow this division between people who still want to know where they're going and people who just trust their phone, right? Like this happened to me with my son just the other day. Uh, he was going up to a beauty spot to do some hiking. And so he calls, hey, can I go to a beauty spot? Hike around. I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And then I just launch into all the instructions he's going to need. Now, remember, you're going to go past Johnson City. It's the third exit. Don't go to the main Irwin exit. Go to the one right before that, and you're going to turn left after the exit, and then turn right on Old Roan Street. Uh, and then you'll know you're turning left on Rock Creek. That's the one that goes by the park. And I just did this whole thing. I mean, I sounded like the thing up there. I even did the thing of you're going to turn left after you pass the place that used to be the Little Caesars. Like, I even did that. It was a little, it, that Little Caesars closed when I was like, 14. What, well, how is that helpful to him? I did the whole bit. I did the whole bit. You'll feel like you're going to get on the gravel road. You'll feel like you've gone too far, but you haven't. It's the first fork. I did the whole deal, right? And I'm like, I'm being super helpful to my son so he won't get lost going to beauty spot. At the end of my whole deal, he says, 
yeah, so I was just going to type it into my phone and follow. Like, is that okay? I was like, oh, man, you didn't pay attention to anything I said, did you? He's like, no. And, of course, he was fine. His phone took him right there. Like, he didn't even need the address. He just actually typed in. It's in the phone. He just typed in Beauty Spot. He went right there. This is the world uh, that we live in. They're amazing. Uh, except I have, there's, I have one serious flaw with, um, with these things that I'm concerned about. It turns out if you type in the wrong destination, it will take you to the wrong place. Like what's the point of having a computer help me navigate if it won't tell me when I'm going to the wrong place? This happened to my wife and I just the other day. Uh, we've been invited by one of you to this big fancy party at this like wedding venue out in Sullivan County somewhere. We were super excited about it. We were getting all dressed up. And you know, I even wore a tie, which I don't do very often. It was super exciting. It was gonna be great. And, um, and, and we left early because, you know, I still, you know, you, you might get lost. I know GPS people never get lost, but I still worry about that thing. So we left early, so we had plenty of time, and we're driving out, and I typed in the address, and so it's all going great. And, but I tell you, we're driving out there, and the roads we are on just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I mean, they were still paved, but it's the kind of pavement that you're like, if one full F-150 drove down this road, it would be back to gravel. I mean, it was barely paved. You know what I'm saying? And so we get to this dead-end road. And, and all we can see, there's a barn over here on a hillside and a double-wide over here down this gravel lane and about 50 head of cattle. I mean, it is clear we are not where we were trying to be. We're at a love, it was a beautiful but very active cattle farm was where we had arrived. And, um, and so I check uh, and I've got the address right. I look at the sign. is the same street we're on. The house number on the mailbox is the house number we were looking for. I double check. I'm like, this is the, I don't know. It's what the GPS says. And, and then I triple check and I discover we are at the right street and we are at the right house number. We are in the wrong town. Like that was the level at which, like see, it's not my fault, just to be clear. My GPS has this autocomplete thing. You just start typing in the address, and as soon as it thinks you know where you want to go, you just hit the button. And Bluntville, Bluff City, who can even tell them apart? You know what I'm saying? Like they're all, it's a, some town that starts with BL in Sullivan County. I don't even know the difference, right? So anyways, we, we were not in the right town. We were five minutes early, 20 minutes away from where we needed to be, and, and, and the the premise of this series is that that can happen in our lives too. That can happen in our lives. We can get five minutes early to the right street address, the right house number, and the wrong place in our lives. It happens to us super, super easy. In fact, the truth of the matter is, it can be hard work in life to get to the destination you want to reach. But one of the ways to be sure you won't get there is if you're aiming for the wrong destination. You may know the old uh, saying, I love this one, you can climb the ladder of success only to discover it's leaning up against the wrong wall. And a lot of people do that in life. They get to the end of the journey they were on and now they've got a little vantage point and they can see a little farther and they look around and they're like, I didn't even want to be here. I'd rather be halfway up that ladder over there, then at the very top of the ladder I'm standing on, that can happen in life. I was hanging out with a friend, it's been decades ago now, at a reunion. I asked him, how are you doing? How are things going? He's like, well, you know how it is, going nowhere fast, but at least I'm making good time. 
We went on and we talked about the fact that he just felt like his life was so busy. Every minute was jam-packed full of something and he was exhausted and didn't have time for his friends or his family or himself. He was just running so fast, but he had no idea where he was going. Like no sense of of destination out there. And that can just happen so easily in life. And and so what we're going to try and do in this series is just ask this super basic question. Okay, God, if you got to program my GPS, you know, if I handed you my phone and you typed some things in, what's the destination that you would give me? We're asking this question, what is God's mission for your life? Have you asked that question in a while? And to say, okay, God, do you have something for me? Do you have a call for me? Do you have a direction you want to send me in? We're going to get pretty specific uh, in this series. In fact, by the end of the series, everybody here is going to have a chance to commit, maybe to say out loud, maybe for the first time, I think the mission God has for my life is, and you're going to get to finish that sentence, or, or the mission field that God has given me, the people that God has called me to love for the sake of the gospel is, and you're going to get to name the people God has called you to love for the sake of the gospel. Because I'm just convinced that, that there's nobody who's going to get to say, yeah, I don't think God's really got anything for me. Like, I think I'm the, you know, whatever. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're just going to chill here. Just going to park the car right here. And, you know, we're going to get really specific in this series. And I, I think for some of you, it might be the first time or maybe the first time in a long time or just the next time for you to say, I think God is sending me here. And I want to make sure the GPS of my life is, is pointed in that direction. But today, we're going to start really general. We're just going to ask, what is God's mission for all of us? Uh, What's God's mission for the church? Because it turns out, we don't just get the GPS wrong when it comes to our individual lives. We get it wrong as a church sometimes. We get confused about the mission to which God has called the church, the purpose for which God has made the church. But God didn't want us to be confused. In fact, the Bible is super, super clear. All throughout the Bible, God makes it clear that God's people are called into being for the purpose of blessing others. That God makes a people and blesses a people so that by that people, God could bless other people. The the Bible is clear on that from top to bottom. From the very beginning, Genesis chapter 12, this is when God begins the process of founding a people. He calls his servant Abraham. Uh, He says a bunch of stuff, but right in the middle he says this, I will bless you and I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. He says, I'm going to make you my people, and I'm going to protect you. And when people bless you, they'll be blessed. And when they curse you, they'll be cursed. And I'm going to use you as my people to bless everybody. Of course, it turns out God's people had a hard time remembering that this was their destination. What we discover when you read the Old Testament is it's super easy to get the GPS set toward let's bless ourselves. Let's bless each other. Let's look out for us and ignore everybody else. Like that's the default position for the GPS, it turns out. And so God kept having to send prophets to remind them of where God put the GPS. Uh, Isaiah 42, 5 through 7, I love this. This is what the God the Lord says. 
the creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you. So it starts by saying, I'm going to make you my special people. I'm going to invite you. I'm going to create you into the people I long for you to be. But look what they do as a people. I will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. That's those who did not know God, did not follow God to open the eyes that are blind, to free the captives from prison, release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. It's as if God says, remember your mission. Your mission is to be my people for the sake of other people. I mean, you, you can imagine the prophet, after he reminds them of God's mission, he says, all right, so who's on caring for the blind duty today? Who's going to go free some captives? We need a crew of y'all to go free captives. A few of y'all over here are going to go down to some dungeons and release some people from dungeons. And a whole bunch of y'all are going to have to go to the Gentiles to bring the light of the good news of God because that's the reason God made us a people. That's the mission we have. Again, Isaiah verse 49. Isaiah had to do this a lot, remind people of their mission. I love this. Verse, chapter 49, verse 6. It's too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I love the way God puts that. He's like, that's not big enough. I'm going to do something bigger than that. I don't just want to restore Jacob. That's not big enough. I'm not just going to call back Israel. I'm not just going to gather my little people and we'll be our people and have a little party over here. That's not big enough. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's make you a light for every nation under earth that does not know about God, that does not trust in God, that does not have hope in God. And let's make my salvation reach to the very ends of the earth. God says it would be too small if I were to just build a people for the sake of my people. That wouldn't be big enough. I want to do something bigger than that. Jesus, of course, as he often does, you know, honors the trajectory of the Old Testament and then makes it super specific. Here's what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, near the very end of his ministry, he's died, he's risen from the dead. He calls his disciples to him. Verse 16, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Pay attention to that verse. Notice who's in the crowd here. You've got people worshiping, and you've got people doubting. My guess is that describes us today. We've got some of us here that are just on fire for Jesus. We're so in love with God. We just wish I'd shut up so we could go back to singing some more. All you want to do is worship God. But we've got some people who aren't so sure, a little skeptical. Maybe you tried the God thing once before and it kind of let you down. Or you've got some questions you haven't figured out. Or you're just not so sure about this whole Jesus thing. Here's what I love about Jesus. He says, whether you've worshipped me or whether you doubt me, I've got a job for you. Here's what he says, verse 18. Then Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That is God's mission for God's people. 
That's the destination God has set for us. It turns out that the church doesn't get to decide what its mission is. I, I love that churches have mission statements. That awesome, that's awesome, and I get that, unless we get the impression that every little church gets to decide what their mission is. They don't. Jesus has already given us our mission. He says, this is why I called you to be my people. This is why I brought you up on the mountain. This is why I have blessed you and brought you together and named you my people so that you might, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. <clears throat> this commissioning, this destination, this isn't the destination that some churches have. It's the destination every church has. It isn't even the destination that some people have. We've done this terrible thing in our culture where we've called a certain class of people, oh, they are a missionary and all the rest of us are regular Christians. Like, like Jesus would have no idea what that means. Like, what do you mean regular Christians? All I have are followers and the thing I'm doing is reaching lost people with the love of God. And so if you're following me, you'll be doing that too. Like all I've got our followers, and since I'm on mission, all I've got are missionaries. See, see, it would have been a really smart thing if halfway down one of those back roads in Sullivan County, I had pulled over to double check the destination on my GPS. It would have saved us a lot of time if instead of waiting till I was on a dead end road with a double wide, 30 head of cattle and a barn, I had actually stopped to make sure I was headed to the right destination. And it, the church has to do that too. Like all the time, we've got to just double check. And so maybe just, you know, just, just add, you know, think about this question. Is this the destination where we're headed as a church? Because it doesn't matter how good our strategies are and how good our staff is and how good our leaders are and how, how many volunteers we have. That's not going to help us if we as a church are aiming for the wrong destination. If we aren't aiming for the destination of being a blessed people in order to bless others, being a called people sent as missionaries to make disciples of all people, well, your GPS isn't going to help you if you're aiming for the wrong destination. And it's, it's easy to get that way, isn't it? It's easy. Churches do it all the time. Churches get their destination set. Our, our destination is to be Christian families with Christian kids that'll have Christian grandkids and Christian great-grandkids just kind of all for ourselves. Or you get your, your whole destination. What's my, my destination? The, the mission of our church is that we'll all have a good Sunday school class and we'll stay in it till we die. So there'll be somebody to go to our funeral, you know? I mean, that, that can easily become the mission of your church. Like, like it's a country club for Christians or it's some resort for the rescued. But, but Jesus never pictures the church that way. It's a hospital for the sick. It's a, it's a missionary outpost where we are trained and sent out. Therefore, go, he says, and make some disciples, baptizing them and teaching them. And, and, and I just wonder, is this your destination? Like, like if, if you were to just be honest, okay, the thing I am aiming at in life, is that the thing you're aiming at? I want to be on mission with Jesus. That's my aim. I want, I want to go wherever God sends me, and when I get there, I want to make disciples. I want to, I want to baptize some people because they've made a decision to follow Jesus. 
I want to teach some people how to obey everything that he's commanded. Like, like, is that the thing? Have you said, this is, are you gone and you typed it in your GPS and you're like, whatever turns it takes, I'll take those turns. If it sends me over a bridge or under a bridge or through a river, I'm just going to trust the GPS because I'm certain that I've set the destination to be me on mission with Jesus. Do you know who you're trying to reach? What's your strategy for reaching them? What are you doing next? Like, what's the next thing? What's this week's thing you're going to do to, to stay to, as part of your missionary strategy for Jesus? We sing this song, I have decided to follow Jesus, right? I love that song, especially because it reminds me, we haven't decided to believe in Jesus. That's not the big thing Jesus asks. The big thing he asks is for us to follow Jesus. And he's out there reaching people who don't yet know him and loving people who aren't yet a part of the body and and, and if we're going to follow him, we're going to keep up. Well, we've got to be on it, too. I heard a preacher recently talking about this issue. And they had just done a casual survey of their congregation. And then they surveyed several other congregations. And what they found is that the vast majority of the people they surveyed had never baptized someone that they had met as a non-Christian and that they had led to Christ. The vast majority had never done that. They, they did a second round and they asked some different questions and they discovered that the vast majority had never even tried to do it. Like it wasn't just that they hadn't reached that destination, they'd never even set their GPS for that destination. They never even tried. They never even said, I'm going to try to live as a person who's discipling people far from God and inviting them to follow and then teaching them how to follow Jesus. There's something about that that, I, that strikes me just a little bit odd, Right? Like it's the big thing Jesus said. The big thing he said to do is to go and invite other people to be followers. And instead, we've all just huddled up together and so few of us have ever tried it. Something is a little bit odd. I'll tell you why I don't actually think it's very odd though. It's because I know how much of my life I've lived not trying it. Like a lot of you, I just grew up in the church. I was 18 years old the first time somebody really asked me if I had ever obeyed that command to go and make disciples. And it was a, I was a freshman in college. They were a senior in college. They said, Ethan, have you ever obeyed this command? Like you talk a lot about being a Christian, being a Christian. But have you ever obeyed this command of going and making a disciple? I was so confused by it. I'm like, what do you mean? I obey all these other commands. I go to church, and I'm in a Sunday school class, and I'm careful with my sexual ethics, and I'm doing this over here, and I, and I pray before meals. I obey tons of commands. He's like, no, I'm asking, have you obeyed this command? And I was just, I didn't know what to do. I'll be honest and be clear with you. Until that moment, it had never occurred to me that I was supposed to be obeying that command. I've been a Christian 10 years. I was raised in a Christian home. I went to church three times a week. It had never occurred to me that those words applied to me. And so for the first time in my life, um, I tried it that year, my sophomore year, I mean, my second semester of my freshman year of college. A friend and I started a little Bible study. We put signs up around campus. If you'd like to read one of the ancient biographies of Jesus, Meet us in this room. We'll be reading the ancient biographies of Jesus. Three people showed up. Uh, none of them had ever studied Jesus at all. 
Uh, one was a Muslim and one was a Hindu and one was from Massachusetts, which is sort of the same thing as far as your access to knowledge of Jesus. And, um, and so we began to read the Gospel of Mark together and it was amazing. Um, finals came around and two of them quit coming, but one of them kept going. I knew God was doing something when he showed up and he said, hey, can we read fast tonight? I've got a final tomorrow morning. And, but he was still there. Um, he didn't get baptized that semester. Um, he didn't get baptized my sophomore year either. We sort of fell out of touch. Um, but he, through his relationship with me, had made friends with another engineer. He was an engineer and they'd become roommates and that guy was a Christian and God was doing some work there too because that guy also had decided he wanted to obey this very basic thing Jesus said of making disciples. My junior year, I'm walking across campus and the woman I'd led that Bible study with was walking the other direction. We didn't see each other super often. Uh, we'd get classes on different sides of campus, but that day we did. She said, Ethan, did you hear the news? I hadn't heard anything. I was like, what news? He got baptized on Sunday. Our friend got to do it. I'd never been to that place before. I had never before in my life gone to the place where I had obeyed God's word and gotten to be a part of someone's journey to begin a life of faith. We became friends again. He joined my Bible study, became active in our Christian fellowship. I want more moments like that. I've got a few. I could tell a few more stories. Almost every one of them starts with either a sermon series or a friend who came to me and said, are you obeying the great commission of Jesus Christ? Or are you just pretending it doesn't apply to you? And so, since it worked on me, I want to do it with you. Are you obeying the great commission of Jesus Christ? Or are you just pretending like it doesn't apply to you? This series is your chance to get your GPS set. And we're going to think, and you're going to get some strategies. We're going to talk about how God has called you. We're going to talk about how God has gifted you. We're going to talk about God's priorities for our world and how you can get on board with that. God loves it when we get on board with God's priorities. And you're going to have a chance in this series to say, my GPS is set on this mission field. You're going to get to name it and be blessed by your congregation and be blessed by God as you say, I've obeyed a lot of things in my life, but I haven't obeyed this one yet, and I'm ready to try it. I'm ready to try reaching out to some people because God says, listen, it's too small a thing. It's too small a thing for me to just gather a church every weekend. That's not a big enough thing. Let's do something bigger than that, God says. How about I gather a church and then I send them out to everybody who's not heard of me until the, my salvation is known to the very ends of the earth. Doesn't that sound like the sort of God-sized thing we would rather be a part of than just a little thing like gathering some people every once in a while? In case you're curious, uh, we did eventually make it to the party. Uh, we sat there as the cows greeted us and we got the destination set right on our GPS. We were now totally dependent on the GPS because we now both didn't know where we were going 
and we didn't know where we were. So all we had was this little voice saying, turn left in 500 feet, and we just trusted it. And, and we were late, about 15 minutes uh, late to the party. It said it was going to take us 22, just for to be clear. It only took us 20. We all do this, right? Like we, As soon as the GPS tells us when you will arrive, that becomes the game. You know, strap in, boys. We're going to beat that by three minutes. Let's go, right? Okay, so that's what we did. Um, so it said 22. We got there in 20, 15 minutes late, but we weren't the last ones there, so it was okay. We had a great time. The music was lovely. The food was amazing. The conversation was so-so. No, I'm just teasing. It was lovely. It was lovely, too. And we had a great time. And I'm so glad we didn't miss the party. And that's actually the invitation Jesus has for you. Jesus says that whenever someone recognizes the salvation is Jesus and surrenders to Jesus, Whenever someone's baptized into Christ, whenever someone takes a step of obedience, that the angels in heaven rejoice. And he says, if you would just get on mission with me, if you would just get headed in the same direction as me, well, then you won't have to miss the party. And so that's my prayer for you. Bring some friends. Come back with us on this journey as we're going to let God reset the GPS so that we won't miss the party. Let's pray. Gracious God, I thank you for Jesus who is not content to save us, but beyond that said, come and follow me into a life rescuing others that we would become the rescued rescuers, the reconciled reconcilers, the heal, the healers, that's what we want, God. As you bless us, let us live as a blessing for others, for this is the destination that you have set for our lives. We ask that you would lead us there. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.